Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Junk Baller Podcast. My name is Michael Greenwood, as always, and I'm here with my good friend, Kevin Otterbein. Kevin, how you doing? What isn't going on right now? Yeah, I mean, you're talking about I-95? Most- yes. Well, we were just talking beforehand how our good friend, uh, Mike Nichols, lives only an exit away, where I also used to live, and I'm like... I don't know if I want to drive down there for a while after that. No, 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 no. We've had a lot going on. It's been about a month, we've realized, since the last time we recorded, which was the draft that everyone seemed to really enjoy. Um, But yeah, a lot's been going on. And, you know, sorry for the delay, everyone. We had a little bit of a scheduling, not snafu, just conflicts, and we couldn't get together to do this. But we're back after a month off, and uh, we're excited for it. Um, But yeah, doing all right? Yeah, I'm doing all right. I'm just tired. Yeah. Just like with a lot of personal stuff and work stuff, I'm, I just want to get a good night's sleep for once. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I mean, just... we just had rain for the first time in what, like three weeks? Yeah. So, and then it's supposed to rain tomorrow too. So thank God, even though my league got canceled on Monday. So I was, oh, little, did. I was a little bit upset about that. But anyway, enough about the weather. That's boring stuff. Let's talk about stuff we like. And, and league. We don't want to talk about that either. What? Baseball? Ultimately? Yeah. I don't, want to, I don't want to talk about your league. Yeah, no. Not I, my I league. I got waitlisted for that one. I don't oh, want to talk about it. Oh, that's right. Sorry. Sore subject. <laughs> Sore subject right now. Um, but no. So uh, we'll do a little short recap of the draft uh, right now. Um, you know, we had, I ended up being at the poll results came out and I was the winner of I know everyone yeah, I was the winner of the best team. Now Biscuit was the winner for the uh most fun team or a team that would win in a fight. Yeah. Um but that I was the one that won the best and yeah. um I'm gonna gloat a little bit. That was great. You know I won. It's yeah. fantastic. It makes sense. Your yours has the most appeal and yeah more current players and I, we were talking about this. Hey, I got a good I, balance. I got a good balance. You know, I got some of the all-time greats with Hank Aaron, Babe Ruth, and then I got some more modern. You know, I mixed it up. Yeah. But I, I think... Sorry, I'm going to get defensive. I, I think a part of it, which we were talking about in between recordings, I think, is that it really the teams really reflected our personalities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Taylor's, like, he's an entertaining, you know, outgoing guy. He yeah. Take the guys, you know, who would, you know the entertaining and fight Ken, a Ken, lot. Ken, Ken Griffey, <laughs> Pete Rose, um, Nolan Ryan, yeah. uh, Ichiro, Tony Gwynn. It's, some, it's a fun team, yeah. for sure. Yeah, mine's more like, I guess, like the white, co- the blue collar, like, mm. you know, classic guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, I agree. Because you had, you had uh, Marion Rivera, uh, George Brett. Yeah, uh, Mickey Mantle, William Mays. So my outfield was pretty stacked, and so was my reliever. I'd take Mariano one because he was going to be the one on the board. Yeah, and I had a mix of modern and old-fashioned players, kind of like a mix, but I only had uh, two lefty bat, or one lefty in my lineup, and that was Ted Williams, I think. Everyone else was right-handed there. I was like, I got to mix. Oh, Babe Ruth. I had two lefties, but I got to mix them up. But uh, yeah, that was a fun time. We hope everyone enjoyed it. Um, if you haven't listened to it, it's our last episode that we recorded. Um, and we'll probably do some more stuff like that in the future. Um, but we're going to get back to the basics of what we've been doing. But Mm -hmm. I have a fun fact before we get started with our new segment, but I will do the fun fact first. Kevin, you know who Stan Musial is? Yes. Who is he? 
he was a baseball player <laughs> for the Cardinals. Bingo. Bingo. Two for two so far. Do you know how many hits he had? Over 3,000? Mm-hmm. Uh, basically 3,630. 3,630, 3, yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. So, I think my math's right on that. But this is a really cool stat. Stan Musial had uh, 1,815 hits at home, and he had 1,815 hits on the road. Split. Dang. Perfectly even. <laughs> like, you you couldn't do that, if even if you tried. No. <laughs> I mean... Who who would even get three thousand hits now? Um, I mean, Bo Bichette's on his way. He's been leading the league in hits. I mean, he's only twenty four, something like that, twenty five, yeah. and he's led the league in hits like the last three years. How many career hits does he have? Okay, well, let's look it up real quick. Well, Bo while Bichette. he's looking that up, uh, I'm trying to guess to see where Stan Musial would rank in hits. If it's thirty six hundred, I think he would be like in the top five, perhaps. Okay, Stan Musial. Yeah. Think so, yeah. Um, so Bobashet has played uh, 462 games, all right, and he has 572 hits, and he's only 25. That's pretty good. Yeah, it, you know he's averaging, he's averaging 201 hits a year. So span that out, he's probably going to get to 3,000 if he keeps it up by, you know, mid to late 30s. I mean, you know, it's it's a long shot. Altuve's, I think, too, not going to have enough time to do it. Yeah. Um, honestly, let's look it up. Who's the hit leaders? I kind of just want to do a tangent right now and, and see that. Well, let's not get too much on a tangent. This isn't the pitch clock episode oh, part two. Yeah. Oh, okay, fine. So you want to <laughs> pitch? Okay. I, I'm I'm being shut off right now by my, my co-host to not do a, a tangent. Um, I mean, we could talk about the stuff. No, 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 no. We have something exciting for everyone now. We're going to do a new segment. Instead of team talk, we're going to do, uh, we're going to try some new stuff in this little kind of buffer before the main topic. And today, we're going to do, or I'm going to do a top five pitchers of my lifetime. And I kind of gave a little bit of a, background to kev right before we we spoke that it's basically from like 2000 on in where i like paid attention and knew about pitchers um so kind of think and this will be more relevant to people that um or more casual fans they'll they'll recognize some of the names um but i also have some five i have five honorable mentions too um but and they are no, in no particular order but i figured i'd list my top five pitchers of my lifetime this is 2000 forward? Pretty much. Like, these guys pitched, a couple of them pitched before 2000, but um, they, this is kind of like, you know, I didn't start, I didn't pay attention when I was born in 94. Like, I, I was pretty much starting when, I would say like 2003 was when I really started to, like, watch baseball. I think it was when Tomei came in to the Phillies is when I, like, my first, like, real memory of it. Right. Um, unless you remember Robert Person for the Phillies who hit a grand slam, a three run home run. Any classic Philly fans will, they'll remember that game. I don't remember anything before Bobby had brought you for the Phillies. Yeah. Robert, Bob, Bobby was, it was on that team when I think Robert person hit it. He was a pitcher. That's why. Uh, but anyway, so top five pitchers of my lifetime, no particular order. 
Pedro Martinez is one. Two, two, mm. 219 wins, 100 losses, 2.93 ERA. Over 3,000 strikeouts, 1.05 whip. Fantastic choice. Easy Hall of Famer. I don't think anyone has has any gripes with that one. Number two, Greg Maddox. Big surprise, right? 355 and 227 with a 3.16 ERA, 3,371 strikeouts, 1.14 whip. And Hall of Fame. I don't think anyone has a gripe about that either. Easy, easy. And this guy is still pitching for the next one that I'm going to do. Clayton Kershaw. He is 205 and 91 with a 2.49 ERA career. He has the lowest career ERA of any pitcher with a minimum amount of innings that he has pitched. And it will be history. So he keeps runs off the board. Um, He's 100 strikeouts away from 3,000. I really hope he gets it this year. I don't think he will, but my fantasy team would like it too. Um, I don't think anyone would have a gripe about that one either. For Kershaw, what do you think so far? So far, so good. So far, so good? Mm-hmm. Okay. Number four. This one should be an easy one too. Randy Johnson. Again, this is no particular order. Um, 303 and 166, 3.29 ERA. And 4,875 strikeouts. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> it's just ridiculous how many strikeouts he had. I mean, it, it's the way he was built and the, his arm slot, like, th- there's no wonder why, like, he had a hard t- people had a hard time hitting him. Um, but I don't think anyone would have a grip about that. And the first four were easy. The fifth one was a little bit difficult for me. And I kind of went with someone who is still pitching, but he doesn't have the amount of track record that everyone else that I've listed before. I think I know where you're going with this. Yeah. Well, tell me who it is. He just got injured. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I knew. Yeah, yeah I knew yeah. that's who you're going to go Jacob with. Jacob deGrom. Yeah. When he's healthy, I don't think anyone comes in his stratosphere in terms of what he's able to do. Yeah. It's a shame that he's had so many injuries the last three, four years that it's been a, it's been a crime. It's been a real crime to sh- to. He is eighty four and fifty seven in his career with a two point five three ERA in about uh, how many games in uh, two hundred fifteen games. But he hasn't pitched a full season since two thousand nineteen, and it's just. It's it's fun watching him pitch, even as a, in even when he was a Met. Um, Sounds but, like a lot of the Mets pitching staff from twenty fifteen. Yeah, pretty much. yeah, exactly. Um, but I just think that you know, if he just continue, if he didn't, if he just pitched twenty twenty five games a year instead of the thirty two or thirty three that he could, he'd probably already be a sure bet Hall of Famer. But because of the injuries, he's hasn't been able to stay healthy and and pitch for a full season. But mm-hmm. I just know when he's on, he's on. Um, let's see. He's led, he's got, uh, he's led the league in strikeouts per nine once. Uh, I mean, his Cy Young year when he was, he was 10 and nine with a 1.7 ERA. Oh my gosh. Okay. 
how many complete games do you think he has over his career? He's pitched, what, 10 years? Like 10 seasons, pretty much? Yeah, 10 seasons. Um, 215 games. There's not a lot of complete games anymore. And with the amount of injuries he's had, 30? 30 complete games? Yeah. Four. <laughs> Four complete games. Uh, I was being way, way, way too yeah, liberal on mm-hmm, that one. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, he's only had one since 2019. He had one. Well, I guess that is yeah. high now to have four complete games. Yeah, so. but uh, yeah, that's my top five pitchers of my lifetime. What do you think? I think that sums up most of what I would consider in the top five. Yeah. Um, two others I was considering. You want me to go through my honorable mentions, or you 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 know what you go you go. Yeah, uh, I'll be quick. Um, and I know he's a steroid guy, but he was so electric yeah. to watch, and that's Roger Clemens. Yep, I left him on my list because I wanted to... I'm a little bit old school where I don't like the steroid guys yeah. you know, on my list. Like, Obviously, you still have to pitch and do everything proper, but I kind of wanted to keep my list clean for this. Obviously, Roger Clemens, ridiculous. Like, If he wasn't anywhere close to being referenced in um, the steroid scandals, he'd be probably number one or two yeah. easily. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I just got to also watch him a bit more. But, like, watching him pitch, especially, like, in the postseason, he was solid. Oh, yeah. And he was exciting to watch. Yeah, he had he had some fire in him. He was kind of yeah. like an old-school pitcher, but, like, a new-school type of, like, stuff, Yeah, basically. Um, the other I would consider, like, comparable, I guess, to Kershaw, the maybe not as low of an ERA, the, the same similar longevity with the Verlander. Yeah. Um, um so. He wasn't even on my honorable mentions, but mm. because I think there was a period of time where he just wasn't consistent. Like a couple of the Detroit years, I was like, he, you know, he had a, I think he had a four ERA. Let me look at that up real quick. Um, but some of my uh, honorable mentions are, again, no particular order here uh, Max Scherzer, Roy Halliday, Kurt Schilling, Zach Granke. And Felix Hernandez. What do you think? Hmm. How much did you get to watch of Schilling? Uh, a decent amount. A decent amount. You know, I mean, he's Philly. Um, Philly. I think I, probably because I'm a little more biased because I have the Philly stuff with me. Yeah. Um, but he definitely was. I think the postseason helps a lot with him. Yeah. Um, but I think the when he was with Randy Johnson when they won. If they won the 2001. Yeah. yeah. Like, I think he almost cemented himself as one of the best pitchers there. Like, of like in the that era, kind of like the late 90s, early 2000s. Um, you know, he didn't have overpowering stuff. He was just a good pitcher. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. So, here's uh, Verlanders. He's had two seasons where he's had a finish with an ERA above 4.5. When were those seasons? 2008. He was 11 and 17 with a 4.8. For ERA, that was a little early on in his career. Twenty, he was twenty-five, yeah. and then in two thousand fourteen, he finished with a four point five four ERA. So, yeah, he's had you know he's had some good when he won the Cy Young and MVP. He was twenty-four and five with a two point four. I think he won the Triple Crown of t- yeah. that year. Mm-hmm. Wins ERA and strikeouts. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I'm, he's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, yeah. I, I just think that when I looked at it. I, you know, 
Verlander was just a little inconsistent with some of his longevity. Obviously, he's gotten better almost as he's gotten older, except for this year, which is great because he's a Met. Um, because he's got he's two and three with a four point four ERA, and Scherzer's got a four point five ERA. It's great. I love it. Mets implode. Except when they play the Yankees. Well, the Yankees split the series so yeah. far. But. Um, after the podcast, I will post the my top five and let me know what you think. You know, should, should I put Roger Clemens on? Should I have put someone else on? Should someone not be on the list? Um, like, Dirt, should DeGrom be on the list, even though he hasn't really pitched a ton of innings? So, um, yeah. So we're going to do more stuff like that moving forward. We... Uh, We'll leave some of those surprises for next time, right. but um, you know we're we kind of we understand that team talk can kind of be a little bit, um, it's just a little bit. You guys are up to date on a lot of stuff, and we can we can sometimes repeat stuff over and over again. So yeah, uh, want to try something new, and you know, do you like that? Yeah, 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 I do. I think it's a nice break from just repeating a lot of what's been. I mean, at least from my perspective as a fan, a lot of the same. Aaron Judge is hurt. Bryce Harper injury. hasn't hit a home run. The yeah. Yankees suck. The Phillies suck. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not even like, I won't go too much on a tangent, but it's not like the Yankees are even sucking that bad. They're yeah. above 500. They would be leading the AL Central if they were in that division. And I think the NL Central too. Yeah. But again, they're, without those big guys in the lineup, they can't hit. Yeah. Volpe should be demoted. Yeah, I think so too. His strikeout rate is through the roof. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, Judge being out, you know, really diminishes that offense. It would be a shame, um, you know, but like you did, you guys had a guy named Aaron Hicks, right? And he's doing really well in Baltimore. Gee, I can't imagine <laughs> why. It's the New York syndrome. I, I almost tell you. added him to my fantasy team. <laughs> <laughs> almost. Just for, just for spite for the, a the, week. The Sonny Gray syndrome. Yeah. yeah. Hey, I'm sorry. It happens. Yeah, it happens. it happens. Yeah. That's just the nature of the beast. Yeah. So it is. Hope you enjoyed that. Um, but now we're going to get into our uh, junk baller section. Is it a junk baller? We haven't done junk ball. Junk sec- ball. Yeah. We haven't done this or no, in a junk while. Ball. No, it is the junk ball section. Oh, it's yeah. the junk ball yeah. section of the junk baller podcast. The junk baller podcast. But this is the junk ball section. Oh, before you go, I have a shout out. Uh, this is kind of cool. So one of my friends uh, is dating uh, someone and found out that her dad is Jim Salisbury, who was a former writer for the Phillies. Um, and just so happened that she passed along the name of our podcast. And Jim was like, oh, that's a really cool name for a podcast, for a baseball podcast. So thanks, Jim. Just shout out to you. Really appreciate it. Um, yeah, just want to say that real quick. Yeah, what's up? Was it Tyler? Yeah, Tyler. Yeah, Tyler. Yeah, Kevin works with Tyler. <laughs> and I'll give an extra shout out to him if he listens to this from biking from Conshohocken to work yesterday. Oh, yesterday? Because his car's broken down. Oh, it broke down. Or like he, it's in for repairs or something. Yeah, I did see and, that and he got sideswiped. And he, and he biked from Conshohocken to Malvern oh my yesterday. Dude, I could have driven him to work. Yeah. Gosh, why didn't he ask? Gosh, uh, Tyler. But, Good guy. Good yeah. guy. Yeah, he showed me that his car got sideswiped. Um, and I was like, but I guess it's in for repairs now. So yeah. hopefully insurance cover that. Yeah. But again, now we're moving on to the junk ball section. And Kev has something a little special for us. Yeah. Well, this uh, this section is sponsored by nobody. Nobody. <laughs> <laughs> because we have no sponsors. We have no sponsors. If you guys want to reach out and possibly a sponsor, let us know. I yeah. don't know what that entails, but let us let us know. 
I mean, you you work for a paint company. Yeah, Nate. I can give free publicity. My dad owns a painting contracting business in King of Prussia. Yeah. So if you guys want painting, give me a give me a call. Um, yeah. I'll put my uh, you know just DM the podcast. There and, we go. We have our first yeah. sponsor. Yeah, there you go. So this junk ball section is sponsored by <laughs> the Greenwood Painting. CM 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 Greenwood C-M. Painting and Paper Hanging. Um, my dad's been in business for over forty five years, family business, and uh, I plan to take it over shortly as my dad is starting to get older and. Uh, uh, but yeah, enough about the sponsor. Let's get back to let's get back to baseball. Well, I, I want to use that <laughs> as a segue to my topic. Oh, ri- oh, really? Yes. Okay. Because the topic for today was the broadcasting on television and the state of baseball on TV in general. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is just um, the mess that's become over the last. I mean, you could say a couple of years, even this last year, it's been really messy, but it goes back to, goes back decades. Um, mm-hmm. I don't, I mean, not to get into too much of the history, but, you know, baseball started broadcasting in like the 40s mm-hmm. or the 50s when you only had like five channels and you had to get up and turn that dial and fix the antenna to watch, uh, baseball on a screen the size of your phone and black and white. Yeah. <laughs> um, yep. And what it's become now, wow, you have a million channels. Uh, but the problem is now is that MLB doesn't know what they're doing with television broadcasting, in my opinion. Wait, what? MLB doesn't know what they're doing? No way. <laughs> yeah, it's not like we complain about it every time we're on here. Um, so the first thing I wanted to bring up was the blackouts. Um, I think everyone would agree with this before you even have to say anything, but continue. And how absolute trash they are? Yes. Yeah. So um, I have MLB TV. Which so, is, yep, so do I. Yep, which is great because, you know, I don't live in the New York area, so in order for me to watch my team, I need MLB, MLB TV to watch it. Mm-hmm. But there are certain times where I can't watch it. So it's like if I go up to the New York metro area, or if they're being broadcast on national TV like ESPN, I can't watch it unless I have ESPN. Um, and the thing with the Yankees is that ML, the MLB, if you guys aren't aware of this, is that they have contracts with several streaming services to broadcast the games. So the Yankees, for example, stream through Prime, Amazon Prime, mm-hmm. through... Well, Apple TV, that's the other one. Yeah. That's everybody. Yeah. And Peacock. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I didn't know about Prime. Yeah. On Tuesdays, they stream on Amazon Prime only for customers in the New York area. Oh, okay. That's probably why I don't know. Okay. Yeah. But I mean, imagine being a Yankees fan in the New York area and all you have is, I don't know, cable or, you know, something that airs the Yes Network. Mm-hmm. Let's say that I don't think YouTube TV has the Yes Network, but let's just say they do for the sake of argument. Mm hmm. Uh, you could easily be watching a game on Yes on Monday. Then you have to get on watch the game on Prime on Tuesday. If they're scheduled for a national broadcast on uh, Apple TV, you got to watch it on Friday. And depending on where they're airing on Sundays, if it's a Sunday morning, you got to have Peacock. Mm, yeah. And on uh, Sunday nights, you got to have ESPN. Yeah, it's turning into like uh like 50 bucks uh just to watch the watch a month just to watch your team yeah and and no one wants to do that no yeah no you're already paying you know for cable or something like that i mean depending on how you watch it 
you know, it's it's just not fair. And I remember when I thought it was a pain in the neck when they first started the Yes Network back in 2002. And we didn't, they were only on DirecTV at the time. My family had cable vision. Yeah. So I couldn't even watch the games <laughs> when it came out. And I mm-hmm. thought it was a pain then, but now it's like, on, now I need to have DirecTV. I need to have Peacock. Mm-hmm. I need to have Apple TV. I need to have Prime. I need to have these other things yeah. just to watch games. Yep. Mm-hmm. I think it might be a little bit more frustrating for you because you get more games because you're a Yankee. You, the Yankees yeah. get more more viewership, everything like that. The Phillies, I think I've had a couple games on Peacock. I think the first one I did a free trial, but then I haven't been able to watch the Peacock games since I think there's been a couple. Um, but I haven't watched... Sorry. Yeah? No, sorry. I haven't watched any of the Apple TV games, and I haven't watched any of the Peacock, other than the first Peacock game. That's it. I haven't watched any of them. So if you're listening, MLB, I don't think anyone's really trying to... It, I'm a dedicated fan. I mean, I have a freaking podcast about baseball. I'm not watching that. I'm not paying the extra money to go and watch those games. I'll skip that game. Yeah. And you're going to start losing just casual fans because no one's going to see on Peacock, oh, yeah, let me watch the random baseball team that I don't follow ever. <laughs> and no one's going to do that. It's not like football or basketball. It's really only bat- football. And that's because it's once a week. You know, people can catch a basketball game every once in a while and stuff like that. Baseball's every day. And they're like, yeah, I don't really want to watch that. Yeah. They won't even put it on the side. Or listen to it on the radio. Yeah, no, they don't do that. Yeah. I don't, obviously, I think, I don't, I don't blame them for trying to, um, you know, try to reach the streaming market. I don't, I don't mind that. Yeah. The idea in theory is good, but you can't just f- expect people to be paying, like, how much is it for Peacock? Uh, a month, a I month. think it depends on the package. I think you have to have like the premium. Yeah, that's package another thing. You Peacock. have to have a certain package. I think it's too. like eight nine dollars a month. I okay, think. so that's that. Then you have Apple TV, which, which is like seven bucks a month. Yeah, I think. so it's adding up for it's just adding up, adding up, adding up, and, and you have to make sure it's the right package too. Yeah, it just adds up to more. You, you know, you're paying. Okay, just do the math. You're doing you know close to fifty bucks if you get Amazon Prime. So that's yeah. uh, do the math. 50 times 12. Uh, 600? Yeah, 600. Yeah. An extra 600 bucks a year. Yeah. It, no one wants to do that to watch their game, to watch the team. I'm not going to yeah. do I'm not going to do that. Or even watch MLB Network. MLB Network is having problems with uh, their contracts with just the streamers and the cable subscribers. So they were taking all of YouTube TV back at the end of January and they haven't done that gone since. Forgot about YouTube TV. Yeah. Yeah, um, and you know, for I mean, because I was looking it up because I have YouTube TV. Um, I was looking up other services that might have MLD Network. Now, I technically, I guess, I really don't need it because I have MLD TV, and MLD TV is just like I'll give MLD this. MLD TV is a great service. I one hundred percent agree. It has a ton of content on there. It has like a recap, which is just like Quick Pitch. Mm-hmm. I think it's. The be- I think it's a fantastic deal. Obviously, you and I both got it for free with T-Mobile, so yeah. that's fantastic. But it was 150 for the year. You can watch any MLB game pretty much ever, except for the blackouts. Yeah, I think that's a pretty good deal yeah. for for everything. If you're an avid baseball fan, like I do it all the time. Just I will put on. I think I watched uh, Boston and Colorado the other night because I had James Paxton pitching pitching for you know fantasy team. I was like, yeah, I'll just watch it you know, for fun, and I do it late night. I'm just staying up late. Um, but I agree with the blackouts. They need yeah. to freaking end. Yeah. The, I guess the, what I was trying to get to also is like, 
I think it's really MLB's fault. I really thought it was like YouTube TV. Now YouTube TV has them raising its rates, but MLB Network, I noticed like on the other streaming services, they're mostly on like the the Sports Plus or premium packages. So like, if you want to watch on Fubo, Fubo is like ninety bucks a month. Oh and I'm like, forget that. Oh and I don't need a billion other channels that I'm not going to watch anything else on. There's Sling TV, which is cheaper. Oh, oh my gosh, he was safe. Sorry, we're watching the Phillies right now. Oh, he yeah. looked safe. I don't know if he got him. Oh, Marte's going out. That was a great play. There was a little bunt single by Corbin Carroll, and there's a runner on first. And uh, they're and not going to. Oh wow, it. they're not going to review it. Great play by Stubbs. Yeah. Oh man, great play. All right, sorry, sorry, people. Yeah. See, no. we're, so we're multitasking. We're watching the game. Oh, what a great throw! I can just see it. Oh, he did. Oh, he beat the. Marte beat the throw, but his foot wasn't on the bag. No, yeah. <sighs> they need to. They need to learn how to slide better. Fundamentals. Yeah, fundamentals. Uh, like the fundamentals of television, <laughs> make it as available to fans as possible, and not have to pay a bunch of money yeah. for these things that they won't even watch most of the other stuff anyway. Yeah. If they're that worried about growing the sport, don't make it harder for people to pay and pay and feel like oh. I have to pay money to get inv- invested in this. No, get rid of the blackouts and let people watch the games that they want to watch. Okay, yeah. and then you'll you'll see the return on your investment because people will be watching the game and you'll have the commercials and everything. You'll still get money for advertising. Yeah, I just so dumb. Yeah. And of course, you know, if you're in a blackout in the local market, you can't watch your team, which makes a bit more sense. I get that. Yeah, but uh, if you do happen to use a, a VPN, it does work. Shh. I did. I tried it once. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> uh, the second part of the television stuff is the broadcast itself. It's, we've come a long way from the days of John Miller and Joe Morgan oh on ESPN. God. I miss them so much. And every time I watch an ESPN broadcast, the Yankees have been on a lot lately, and they're going to be on again this upcoming Sunday night. They've been on ESPN three times this week. Sun, this last Sunday against the Red Sox, yeah. last night, and this upcoming Sunday. I wonder why they did that. So Because the Yankees are playing, and they're playing rivals. So, yes. And I think they might have done this schedule this way, too. Basketball and hockey just ended. Yeah. The Yankees on prime time with good matchups with the Red Sox rivalry, Mets rivalry. Who are they playing on Sunday? The Red Sox. Red Sox, did, again. Yeah, they're playing them again this okay. time of Fenway. I think... Conspiracy. I think they planned it so that way, you know, baseball or school just ended too. Oh yeah. So they, I think I think they planned it this way. They always schedule the the Red Sox and the Mets in June. Okay. They, they're always playing in June. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Either like middle June, late June, because again, you know, that's okay. when school's getting out. Conspiracy it's, confirmed. The sports are ending, <laughs> and yeah, and they're they're going to be on you know Fox on Saturday, which is not too bad. Joe Davis is a fine. I don't mind Joe Davis. Joe Davis is okay. Yeah. I don't mind him. Yeah, but Smoltz can get down my nerves. I used to like Smoltz. I yeah. have kind of gone to the pack where everyone starts to hate him. I'm like, eh, he's not terrible, but yeah. he's not really great either. Yeah. And uh, Sunday Night Baseball now, just watching it, it's not fun. It's not terrible. Yeah, I don't. I don't even like, know if I like anyone on the broadcast itself. Like the last guy that I think that I li- I think I used to like Carl Ravitch, but he's kind of okay. Yeah. Um. Last couple years when they had Vaskersian doing it, like Vaskersian, that was okay too. I think Vaskersian kind of got overdone. Like he kind of hit a hit his ceiling and then he fell down back to earth. Um, but 
you know who I miss, even though I get to listen to him for the Phillies? John Cruck on ESPN. Mm. Like He was good for ESPN, even though his personality definitely fits more of a local market because he would get in yeah. trouble for the national market. Um, but the best duo they've had on ESPN has definitely been John Miller and Joe Morgan. Mm. And yeah. even for the World Series, sorry if I... Sorry, I'm I'm taking no no go ahead because um, the Fox doesn't have Joe Buck anymore for doing the World Series because he switched to ESPN for football. Um, so it's been Joe Davis and John Smoltz, and you know people aren't that's not necessarily ideal. I think Joe Buck is actually pretty good. He's not as I think he gets a lot of slack, and I think I've sl- I agree. I think I've slowly kind of like you know he's just underappreciated for he does a really good job for for uh for doing football and ba- baseball. I, I think he did the smart move by focusing more on baseball. I think he's a better football broadcaster than a baseball one. You think so? I think so. Okay. Well, why do you say that? I don't know. I, I just feel like he gets into it more. Yeah. I, it, and, it's an easier sport and, to like. And, and it's yeah. an easier sport to follow. Yeah. Like, and ba- baseball, I mean, like, I feel like he's gotten a little bit better over time. In the early 2010s, I thought he was, it felt like he was falling asleep during games. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> we had Tim McCarver next to him. I can understand why. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah. And then he got other people in the booth and maybe that helped. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, and then, you know, you got Apple TV and that mess. I don't like, even know the announcers. <laughs> I don't know them either, but I'm not a huge fan of them either. Yeah. So yeah. I guess my tier is like Fox. I, I, don't, I haven't really watched a Peacock game. No. So I, I don't know what they're like. I don't know either. I hear good things about them, but I don't know. I haven't heard good things about any of the streaming ones. <laughs> but I guess my thing would be like Fox, ESPN, Apple TV. And ESPN, but it's like Fox really, really yeah. high up. And then like ESPN down like by your Yeah, It's not feet. by much. Yeah, no. Yeah. no. Um, yeah, no <laughs> it's I, not saying much that they're above Apple TV, yeah. but I think they have a slight edge. I think it's more also my bias because they have David Cohn on the broadcast, who I like. David Cohn's not bad. I like yeah. David Cohn. I, I think he's better on the Yes broadcast than the I, I ESPN would, ones. I would agree. And yeah. they, the ESPN started trying to do like that, um, like fan cast thing, like where ESPN with you know when they had Peyton and Eli doing their thing yeah. with uh, Monday Night Football. Now they have Sunday Night Baseball with A Rod and, and Michael Cohn, K he, and Michael Ken. Um, K. K. Michael K. Michael K. Sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah, I should have known that. I know Michael K. Um, but they have that, and it's A Rod is just miserable. A <laughs> but oh my god, he's terrible. Having Derek Jeter on sitting between them was like the peak of cringe. <laughs> <laughs> it was so yeah. awkward. Yeah, I just A Rod cannot. If if everyone watches A Rod, you just. Next time you watch baseball, try to watch an interview with A-Rod, like when he's an analyst or something like that. He cannot stop moving his hands. No matter what he's talking about, he will always move his hands and try to look like he's almost, it looks like he's at dancing or exercising. He tries too hard to be yeah. liked, yeah. I think. Yeah. And it, it comes off to the point where he comes, he tries to be liked by everyone and then no one ends up liking <laughs> you know, him for it. Yeah. <laughs> like, just, just, so it's a two-edged sword. Yeah. Um, even when he was uh, so, I watched uh, Shark Tank, the investment business investment show, yeah. and he was a investor on it one couple times. Even then, I was like, "God, this guy's a piece of work. Yeah. He's just too much <laughs> right now." Um, uh, no, yeah. sorry, continue. Sorry for that tangent. No, no, I appreciate the back and forth. Um, there you go. See, Anthony just struck. Sir Anthony just struck out. Oh, that's Gary. I was on my fantasy team. I don't like that as much. <laughs> Another two-edged sword. Yep. Um, uh, there was something else I wanted to mention about it too. Oh yeah, the uh, 
the regional networks, it, it's related to the, the uh, blackouts too that I forgot to mention how 2023 has just been insane with how much regional TV is just dying out. Yeah. Because you had Bally Sports yep. just falling apart. Mm-hmm. And the news a couple of weeks ago where I think MLD kind of screwed the Padres over because the Padres contract, I guess, went up or they fell apart too. So now MLD is handling their broadcasts. Mm-hmm. So you have to pay a separate thing to watch it, I think, apart from MLD TV. Yeah. I think. So I'm 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 looking at it right now. So uh the MLB will take over the broadcast production and distribution of San Diego San Diego Padres games after Diamond Sports Group chose to skip its latest rights payment. So it looks like there was it was in the middle of a deal worth $1.2 billion over 20 years with the Padres that was set to run until 2032. Um, okay, the Padres have an ownership stake in Bally Sports, meaning RSN is not part of DSG's bankruptcy filing. Um, as a result, DSG is unable to contest losing the rights to Padres games with the franchise instead taking them back. MLD were now produced by broadcast featuring the Padres. Okay, it's a little bit... Interesting. I don't know how to really take that. So, Bally, Sp- Bally Sports bankruptcy mm-hmm. um, with DSG having entered negotiations with MLB as its teams over streaming rights. They had a deadline for thirtieth of the thirtieth of May to compensate the Padres, and then they didn't do it, and so MLB decided to take over. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So th- that that happened, and then I think they had. Like fans would have to pay separate for the MLB broadcast. Like if they have MLB TV and they want to watch the Padres, Padres fans are going to pay extra for that service to watch the Padres games. Could you imagine if you actually had a fan base that cared about their team? <laughs> Do that, like the Phillies or Yankees, like like the Rays. <sighs> Can you imagine the backlash from that from all twenty of their fans? Yeah, I mean, no, <laughs> I, 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 the Padres. I, I mean, I don't know their fan base, but I know that they're. Right now they're selling out, but I don't know if they keep struggling like this. They're going to be selling out much longer. But yeah, anyway. I mean, they're not doing bad right yeah, now. Yeah, I'm more talking about the fan base. Like, uh, I don't really know. I don't know any Padre fans at all. My dad, ha- my dad hates the Padres name. He just thinks it's the. I was like, who's the Padres? Like, I don't know. Well, it's, I think it has to do with the the. the different California Catholic missions that were out there. Yeah. And San Diego was one of them. Yeah. So that's why they're the Padres. But I get it. Um, I guess one other thing, too, I wanted to talk about is also how Fox has been the exclusive postseason broadcaster, World Series broadcaster for like 20 years. Yeah. I can't remember last time it was was it on Fox. 1999. (laughs) Yankees and the Braves. It was on NBC. Bob Costas, who was a better broadcaster then than he was the last oh, postseason. Oh That's another goodness. one with, TV, with TBS, but let's not get into that. There was so, Twitter was alive <laughs> at that point, man. That was so good. Um, but I'm, I'm wondering if they should go the football route. and Well, I guess they can't, but have like a rotation where it's like, you know, you have Fox one year, and then you go to CBS and NBC. That actually might be good. I feel like that might be better, wouldn't yeah. it? Because they kind of did that in the 90s when NBC and Fox were kind of like go back and forth and then Fox had exclusive rights and I've had the World Series broadcast since then. Could you imagine having Jim Nance call the uh, uh World Series? That'd be sick. That would be awesome. Yeah. I'm t- we should, let's let's start a petition. Yeah. Let's do it. 
Let's, let's start a petition. Have Jim Nance call the uh, switch to CBS and do the World Series. Well, people I, would listen just for Jim Nance. Yeah, I would. Well, I think Fox might have signed a contract with them oh, recently. How much? How long? I'm trying to figure that. MLB on Fox. Even though I love the MLB on Fox theme. Oh yeah, it's a great theme that they Fantastic. brought back recently. Yeah. Do, 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 do. Um. But yeah, uh, I I am pretty much in agreement with all your stuff here, and yeah, you got it. Uh, yeah, it, in 2018, Fox renewed its rights through 2028, maintaining its existing structure, but with expanded digital rights, and I promised to begin airing more games on the Fox Broadcast Network. Uh, yeah, pretty much through 2028, they're gonna have the game, the World Series games on their network. Okay. So, so 2029, CBS, yeah. Jim Nance, Jim Nance, he's still still be doing it, right? I would think so. Yeah. He's not that old. No, he's not. Well, he stopped doing. Uh, this was his last year for um, NCAA tournament. He's not doing that anymore. But he's still doing football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Still doing football. Um, yeah, you I mean the NCAA tournament? That's a little bit more labor intensive than a World Series, I think, because yeah. it's, it's three, three, four weeks. Is it three weeks? How many weeks is it? Three weeks? Three or four weeks? Yeah. Yeah. yeah World Series is possibly over in four days, five days. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, anything else you got? Um, that was all I had. I think it's just another example of the MLB being very fan unfriendly. Yes. Uh, I think they need to expand the fans ability to watch games without having to resort to, you know, using VPNs or paying a bunch of subscription services or just saying, you know what, I'm just going to tune into my radio and listen to it for free. Yeah. Almost like have, I wonder if you, Oh, by the way though, I do want to say I love, Listening to games on the radio, though. Oh yeah, so do I. Yeah, I have so the, it's actually not a bad alternative if you wanted yeah. to. Yeah, I pay for the. Um, it's like three bucks a month. I can I can listen to any radio or um, stuff from uh, every any team. Yeah. So I I had that when I was going up to Jersey and I couldn't get the local yeah. thing and I was like, well, I gotta pay to listen to the Phillies, so that's fine. Yeah, three my, bucks. my earliest memories are listening to baseball games in the summertime. Yeah. with my dad. Yeah. Uh, and Sterling was doing the games even then, but with Michael K early on. Yeah. Yeah. So they were both in the booth together. Yeah. Then, but. That was good. That was good. Yeah. Uh, let us know in the comments of any Instagram thing or uh, anything. You know, shoot us a DM if you're agreeing with what we're saying about, you know, the blackouts and the streaming and all that stuff. Um, let us know your thoughts. You know, uh, I'll probably post some stuff on Instagram. You know, I don't know. I'll figure out how to word it. I'm figured out. So, I'm giving a thumbs up. You guys can't see it. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, so thank you for that. That was fun. I also want to issue an apology to you. So last podcast, uh, we had our first guest, Taylor, on our, our podcast. And we had, when we got all the podcast equipment back uh, when we first started, we had everything including what I thought was the four microphones. We had the four cables, but apparently we, could, we couldn't find the two, two extra mics. And I was freaking out, and so was Kev. Um, and I came at Kev. I was like, what, how could you lose them, basically? And I was like, well, they were here for sure. Well, I was wrong. I was a dummy, and I was wrong. Uh, I had never gotten them from my friend. He had given me two, and he gave me four cords. But he didn't give me the other two microphones. So we only had two microphones. 
we had to go to Micro Center. I had to go to Micro Center and just grab a microphone, and it was a little bit different than uh, all our other ones. But so, but now we have all four microphones, so we can have two more guests on our podcast. Um, but I wanted to do an issue, a public apology to Kevin because I think I came at him uh, a little bit on the previous podcast, and uh, so I'm sorry. Well, it's not exactly a uh, a Handel's milkshake, but I'll accept it. Uh, yeah, that sounds fantastic right now. It does. I'm right down the street. Uh, yeah, but I just don't want to feel congested when I wake <laughs> up. <laughs> Handel's, if you don't know it, is the best ice cream in the world, and it's right down the street from uh, where we're recording it's right now. It's very tempting. I got to try my best to avoid it. Yeah, and the Monster Shake is a literally, like, you know, like a big gulp from 7-Eleven? It's pretty much that, just a milkshake. Yeah full of oh my god it's so good the best one i had was a blueberry cobbler one or an apple pie one in like the fall it was so good the blueberry cobbler is not a flavor anymore because mm. it was seasonal i thought it would last through the summer because it's like a yeah. summer flavor yeah it's a good flavor yeah all right oh, so oh well. to close out this podcast we are still going to do a hot take and it's my turn to do a hot take for this time um one of the things, one of the hot takes that I did back a while ago, the two that I remember is that uh, the Rays are going to finish with the best record of all time, <laughs> which they, you know, they struggled a little bit, but they're still on pace for over 100 wins easily right now, and that the Dodgers wouldn't make the wouldn't make the playoffs. That right now, both of them aren't looking exactly in my favor, but mm-hmm. they're still it's still early. We're still before the All Star break, um, but uh, just given some clarification and updates on that one um but here's my hot take for today the angels will make the playoffs and they will also go to the alcs explain i think everyone's kind of rallying around the fact that this could possibly be otani's last season with the angels you know, if he decides to, um, you know, sign somewhere else, they are thirty-eight and twenty or thirty-eight and thirty-two. Mm-hmm. I think they have a play. Do they have a playoff spot right now? Uh, no, no. They're um, a, they're a game and a half behind the Yankees. Okay. Right now. I think that if they stay healthy, they will make the playoffs and they will make it to the ALCS. That's my hot take. All right. Trout and Otani, or Trout's having a little bit of a down year average wise, but he's still doing everything else. Otani is killing it. It, it, Opponents are hitting 172 against him, which is the lowest in the league. It's it's ridiculous how good he is right now. Um, And I think he's got like 19 home runs or something like that. I can't remember, but he's easily right now, I think my MVP candidate for sure. Um, But I think that they will make the playoffs. And not only will they make the playoffs and not like win any games, but they will make it to the ALCS. I just think that they'll kind of get that momentum and swagger going. Um, I also think Phil Nevin is doing a decent job. I think they're rallying around him because he he shows that he cares. Like obviously he's a hothead, but you know I think there's I think there's a good shot. And also the AL West is kind of it's, the Astros have had some injuries. Uh, the the Rangers I think they're going to be tough to beat. But I think that the Angels will get in a wild card. Um, and if you get, they get the right matchup, I think that they match up. Like, if they got Baltimore, I think the Angels could beat Baltimore. And I think that, you know, then they would probably face uh, 
probably the Rangers or Rays. Rangers or Rays, yeah. You know, I think that they, I think they can beat. They could they could get hot and do it. That's my hot take. I think I think it's I don't think it's too hot because they definitely could make the playoffs, even though they haven't made the playoffs since what twenty thirteen. It's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while, but. They they got to they they they're going to be buyers at the deadline. They're not they're. I'm trying to think what they probably could get another starting pitcher, and probably another bat is like a, but, just for some depth. But there there are some Paul Goldschmidt rumors, but I don't think the, I don't, I don't think, think I don't think they're going to go. No, the Cardinals. I don't think the Cardinals. They're just having a down year, I think, which is weird because I th- I picked them to be like in the World Series. But I don't know. I don't see that. I don't I don't think they would trade Goldschmidt. No, I don't think even so. though he's old, he you know, he's still got a couple years on the contract and I don't know. I don't think that's a good idea. Unless it, you know, do they have any upcoming first baseman? I mean, they do have some good prospects that are coming up, but I don't know. Goldschmidt's a year removed from MVP. No, he was the MVP last year. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that no. 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 Um, you don't see it. It's just a tough road for the wild card, I think, because yeah. maybe if they were more in contention for the division and they had the in already and don't have to worry about that, then an AC ALCS trip would be more manageable. Wild card, I could see a bit more because there's more opportunity. They're only a game and a half behind right now mm-hmm. to get in, but. Like, say something happens to Trout or to Otani. Which is likely with Trout. Yeah. And I don't know how likely it is that the playoffs are a possibility without either of them. Um, so, it, wild card I could see, even though it's still a tough road because you had the AL East teams trying to get in, mm-hmm. and you still have Houston in your own division along with the Rangers. Yeah, so they just lost some McCullers, just got is done for the year for Houston. So that's two starting pitchers that they had that were that are out for the year now. Yeah. Alvarez, you're done, is out for the next month uh, with an oblique injury. But they're still ahead. Oh, I know. The Angels are I know. Now. I know they're still ahead, but I think that they are slowly... They're having some injuries. I don't think it's the Astros' year. I don't think it is. Yeah. But So I, that's what I think. I think that there's a... It could happen. Probably not. But I think it could. Yeah, I believe that it, it, it will. So that's my hot take. Let us know what you think about my hot take and whether or not I'm wrong. I know I'm right, but let me know if I'm wrong. Um, yeah. Anything else you got to add? Um, more Red Sox coming up at Fenway. I want Judge back as soon as possible. Yeah. And I want the Blueberry Cobbler to come back to Handles. Yes. And I want sleep. Yeah. And I don't know. I might do a hike this weekend. I got a three-day weekend coming up. There you go. But I don't know what to do with it. It's supposed to possibly stay rain. Here. It's supposed to rain tomorrow pretty bad. I'm working tomorrow. Yeah, no, I'm talking about, like, if you get a hike on Saturday and it could be more, like, damp and everything. Because I was going to go possibly off-roading with someone. And then we're trying to figure out if that's actually a good idea. Because yeah. it could be really, really st- get stuck or something like that. Right. So, yeah. All right. Thank you for joining us for the podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, let us know. I'll keep you guys updated on Instagram and uh, catch you next time.
Ta-ta.